As the year wraps up, it's often hard to keep students engaged and interested. My tip is to spend time really celebrating that class family. As we head towards the end of the year, we often have to dig deep into our toolkit. My end of year classroom management strategy may be a little different because at the end of the year with my students, I honestly just want to have fun with them. Welcome to Rainbow Skies for New Teachers, where we're all about bite-sized tips and simple strategies for bright and busy new teachers. If you're in your first few years of your career and want to make the rollercoaster ride of teaching more fun, streamlined and stress-free, you're in the right place. We're Ashley and Alicia, the dynamic duo from Rainbow Sky Creations, and we're excited to be your teacher mentors on the go. There are rainbows ahead, my friend. And together, we're unstoppable. Let's get into today's episode. Here at Rainbow Sky Creations, we acknowledge the Daro people and the Wujak Noongar people, the traditional custodians of the lands on which we record this podcast today, where we live, work and learn. We pay our respects to their past, present and emerging elders of this nation and supports the cultural, spiritual and educational practices of First Nations people. Welcome to Rainbow Skies for New Teachers podcast. In today's episode, we are joined by four fellow teachers who are going to give you six classroom management ideas that you're going to want to try at the end of the school year. I don't know about you, but when I get closer to the end of the school year, I find that the classroom management strategies I've had in place just aren't having the same effect that they used to. We've all got a little bit used to each other. We know how to push each other's buttons. And sometimes we need to hit the reset button and come up with some new ideas to survive the end of the academic year. And I've got a treat for you. We have four guest speakers today who are going to give you the end of year classroom management strategies that you will want to try. There are times in the year where we just need to provide a bit of an extrinsic motivator to our students. And often we find it's at the start of the year, the start of a term, and usually wrapping up the end of the school year. So to start with today, I'm going to give you my strategy and I call this the class wish list. It's really quite simple. You just need a few bits of material to get you to the finish line. So I like to introduce this in around the last three weeks of the school year. So what you're going to get the students to do is do a big brainstorm of all the activities or games that they wish they'd done more of in the year or ones that they wish they'd done at all. So as a whole class, we sit down, we do a brainstorm, then we get together and we write a class list of activities that we approve of. As the teacher, you get to choose which ones stay and which ones are ditched. I'm always looking for roughly 20 activities. Now, these are activities that involve zero to low prep that include using resources that I can access around my classroom or through the school. And as well, I sometimes sometimes like to pick an activity that I wished I'd had time to do with my class. Often for me, they are STEM activities. So I'm looking for things like making slime or catapults, anything that gets my class thinking, collaborating, and really just making a mess. Cause I'm like, eh, it's the end of the year. We're going to have to tidy it up anyway. So what you do is once you've got these 20 activities approved by your class, you put them up somewhere that is visible. So usually by your whiteboard or on a pin board somewhere, and you get a class hat, a class jar. You get lots of little slips of paper. I like to mix it up with colored paper and 
what you do is the two weeks leading up to the final week, you start to notice those students who are making great choices. So if you've got the students who are being independent learners, they're participating in class, all those skills and values that you're looking for throughout the year and are important to your classroom values, you're going to then notice those students. And when they make a great choice, they get to choose a slip of paper and write down one of the activities that they wish they could do. And it goes into the draw. So you might choose that one day. Everybody in the class has been awesome learners, showing teamwork. Then they all get to choose an activity and add it to the draw. And what will happen is when you get to that last week, you should have a big bag, jar, hat full of colored slips with different activities that students have wished they had done. And then what you do is at the start of the day and the last week of school, I will get students up. I usually like to start with three students and they get to draw from the hat and choose the first activity that we're going to do for that day. And I like to slot these activities, usually wrapping up at the end of a lesson or maybe in the afternoons, we might do three of these activities back to back if time allows for it. But if you do it at the start of the day, you know how to slot it in between your regular lessons and activities that are happening in the last week of school. Of course, if a student draws the same activity out, you can choose to put it back in and they draw again. But the real thing is it's this motivator where students really get to do things that they have loved to do. And it kind of fills in your lesson. It's great. Your whole lesson plan for that week is kind of filled in with these spontaneous activities. And if you've chosen that special activity that you want the students to do, where you've gone and sourced the materials, whether it's making cookies or doing some Christmas decorations, you just slot it in and let the students know that on Tuesday after recess, we're going to do this STEM activity or whatever you choose, whether it's a dance off obstacle course, you name it. But I guarantee by giving the students some autonomy in the activities that are going to be chosen. And that element of surprise is just that really nice balance. And you're going to find it's going to be enough of a motivator to keep everybody working together as a team and having a smooth exit into what we call our summer holidays. So give it a try. And I guarantee you're going to find a class of motivated students right up until the end of the school year. Hi, my name is Tam from Mrs. Learning B, and I'm super excited to be part of this episode. Term four can be a really special time. You've had a whole year together and gotten to know each other super well. My tip is to spend time really celebrating that class family that you've spent all year building. So here are three ways that you could focus on your class family at the end of the year. Number one, set up a simple whole class reward system where the entire class is working towards a common goal. One example is filling up a tray with brownie points. I just get a cheap cookie tray and print off some brownie pictures, and then each time the class is working as a team, we add a brownie point to the tray. Number two is kindness activities. Now, any time of the year is always a great time to focus on kindness, but the end of the year can be a great time to pick some kindness activities where students can share the things that they really appreciate about their classmates now that they've had a whole year to get to know them. One example could be creating compliment chains where the kids write compliments to their classmates and create a paper chain. One of my ex-students still has her paper chain hanging over her bed all these years later. Number three is bucket filling. 
regulars. Each child has their own bucket or paper cup where their fellow classmates can place kind or encouraging notes. I set aside dedicated bucket filling time where each student is given a classmate to write a note for. This ensures that no students are left out and everyone has lots of bucket filling notes in their bucket. But I also let the kids write bucket fillers as a fast finisher activity or during free time and they absolutely love it. Every week the kids can empty their buckets and read the notes from their classmates. It is truly one of the most beautiful things to witness their smiles as they read what their classmates have written about them. Hey, I'm James and I'm currently a creative arts and innovation coordinator here in Sydney and soon to be the school engagement manager for Amplify Music Education. And I have a big passion for creativity and fun in the classroom. As the year wraps up, it's often hard to keep students engaged and interested when displays are coming down, books and belongings are slowly being sent home, classrooms are being shuffled and all the end of year productions, assemblies and celebrations are underway. It's often a bit of chaos. With all that in mind, then, it might be a given that you have a little bit of extra wall space or a corner in the classroom that's a bit bare. So an activity that I like to do that kind of allows the classroom still to feel a little bit like a community's area and something that the students have ownership over is to create a Christmas mail room. So set aside some time for everyone to decorate a paper bag, one of those large envelopes, a shoebox or whatever you can get your hands on that can be their own mailbox. Then our students begin to bring in their Christmas cards or treats for their friends, you can schedule times across the day or week for the mail room to be open. This then minimizes any of those extra interruptions across the day when you have each of the 30 children bringing in their little Christmas cards and celebrations to share and you can put aside some time for them to look forward to or something for them to think about during the day. You can also make it a bit of a fast finisher activity or you can let children deliver some of their cards in short little pockets. Then you can have an afternoon a few weeks later where you all sit together and everyone can open their mailboxes or you can sort of split it up across the day or the week and let someone go and get a card and read it as a special treat. I find this excitement also builds that little bit of Christmas spirit and makes it a bit more meaningful rather than just students going around just handing out cards at any point across the day. There's a lot of ways you can incorporate this into your classroom. Another fun one I like to do personally as well is to pick a class Christmas carol or favourite Christmas song and slowly work towards rewriting sections of that song to make it your own little class jingle or your class celebration for the end of the year. As you slowly build each part of the song, you can begin singing your class version during brain breaks and potentially make a performance or like a video recording or whatever out of it. And this allows for some fun class memories and a great final community building activity. And don't worry, if you're not musical, you don't have to play along. You can find many backing tracks and different things online that can help you out with that. So I hope that's some creative ways that you can foster the Christmas spirit, but also keep the classroom manageable so that you can look after your own sanity and well-being but also make sure that the year ends on a high and as a great positive for everyone. So have fun, everyone, and I wish you all the best as the year comes to a close here in Australia or wherever you are in the world. Hey, all. My name is Julia from Mrs. Chalmers Cherubs, and today I'm bringing you a classroom management strategy to help you survive the silly season. As an experienced teacher and a conferencer on classroom management strategies, I've seen and tried it all. Now, I'm all about intrinsic motivation, but as we head towards the end of the year, we often have to dig deep into our toolkit to keep our kids engaged and on track. Cue the mystery elf. The idea is pretty simple, but it packs a punch. Choose one to two students as your mystery elves and, you guessed it, 
keep their names a mystery. The goal for these students is to model a target behaviour throughout the day or even a selected session. This might be completing work to a high standard, transitioning between lessons respectfully, or even using a particular strategy during a lesson. If they achieve this goal, reveal their identity and reward them with something simple. Some easy reward ideas could be being the first to recess, sitting in the teacher's chair, or even choosing a brain break for the class. I even love to buy a couple of Santa hats for my kiddos to wear the next day before they bestow them on the next elves. If your student doesn't quite achieve the goal for the day, give them another chance later in the week, but keep their name a mystery. If you'd love to discover more resources, tips, and freebies that would change the game in your classroom, you can find me at Mrs. Chalmers Cherubs on Instagram. Hey there, teachers. My name is Eden from Eden Lisa Designs, and my end of year classroom management strategy may be a little different because at the end of the year with my students, I honestly just want to have fun with them and celebrate the amazing year we've had. But I get it. The kids can still be a bit restless come the end of the year, so they still thrive on structure. That's why I would always end the year with theme days. I know what you might be thinking, Eden, I don't have time for elaborate decorations and big events. Well, good news. Theme days can be as simple as you want them to be. Students are still engaged in the lessons because it's still structured like a normal school day but it's more fun because it's about the holidays and an added bonus it makes your planning for the last few weeks a breeze how i would plan my theme days is i would choose my theme and then plan one reading writing math and a fun craft activity to do with that theme so say i picked snowmen for the day we were going to read a book about snowmen and do a reading response activity about the book then we were going to write about snowmen we were going to do a craft activity on snowmen and you guessed it in maths we were going to do a snowman activity Just to show you how easy it is, I'm going to take you through one of my most favorite days that I did with my students every year, and it was our Grinch theme day. We would kick it off with the classic How the Grinch Told Christmas Story, followed by a Grinch-directed drawing off YouTube. For their reading response activity, they would need to write adjectives around their Grinch to describe his character. We'd then move on to a creative writing task, which was absolutely hilarious. If you do this in your classroom, you're in for a laugh because the students needed to write how they would cheer up the Grinch, and some of their responses were hysterical. The next task was definitely the highlight of the day and my students would make these adorable little Grinch handprints. They love drawing the little Grinch faces on it. Now how we'd end the day was with a bit of Grinchy mischief in math. The students worked in pairs. One would be the Grinch the other student was a Who. They had 20 Unifix cubes which were their presents and the Who would fall asleep so they'd have to shut their eyes and the Grinch would steal some of their presents. The Who would wake up and they'd have to work out how many presents were stolen. So as you can see from that example theme days make your classroom management so much easier because it still follows the structure of your typical school day but it's keeping your students happily engaged in the final stretch of the school year i do have plenty more theme days planned for you if you're interested or you want to get inspired you can find me on instagram at eden lisa designs remember to make the end of the year memorable magical and a whole lot of fun for both you and your students So to wrap this up, we have got one more classroom management idea to help you at the end of the year. My idea is a VIP desk. So the VIP changes daily. It's a really great reward system for the end of the year, especially when the students have gotten a little bit sick of all of the other reward systems and other classroom management systems that you've put into place. So what happens is, is you choose a VIP at the end of each day and they are the new VIP for the following day. Now, as the VIP, they get to sit at a special desk. You may have some special supplies. I've even seen teachers decorate the desk. Being the end of the year in Australia, you might want to have some tinsel and some Christmas decorations on there, have some special supplies like some special textures or markers, colouring pencils, new lead pencils, all of those sorts of things that make kids excited. And they can choose a friend to 
sit with them. So they also get VIP choices with other things that happen during the day. For example, if you decide you're going to run literacy rotations, you might turn to the VIP and say, VIP, you can choose one of the rotations, something that we're all familiar with, one of the rotations today, what would you like it to be? Or if you've got time at the end of the day, you might turn to your VIP and say, okay, VIP, we've got a few minutes to use at the end of today. Should we play silent ball? Should we watch a YouTube clip? Or should we play a game that involves a pop quiz? And then they can have some choice. The VIP can also do other special jobs for you, especially leading up to the end of the year. You may have some extra special jobs that you need to be done, like taking work off the walls, packing things up, any sort of cleaning responsibilities that possibilities are endless. So my idea is to have a VIP and make the most of it because the students are going to want to be that VIP. And then once they get invited to be the VIP's assistant or chosen person, and you may even allow that VIP to choose a different person per session. So one before recess, one between recess and lunch, and then one in the afternoon, then those chosen people are going to want to be able to repay that to the VIP. So it's a really good one. I've used this many, many years especially in that middle primary, it's two, three, and four, and it works an absolute treat. Thank you so much for joining us today on Rainbow Skies for New Teachers. And thank you to the wonderful teachers that joined us and shared their wisdom with us. You can follow all of those teachers on social media, and they also have their own websites. We will make sure that we link to those in the show notes. Now, next week, we're going to continue on with the end of the year talk and talk about some different ways that you can survive the end of the year and all of the busyness and things that are thrown at you as a teacher. Thank you for coming along and popping us in your ears. Don't forget to write us a little review. It means so much and it gets the podcast out to other teachers that may need all of these tips and strategies that we are sharing. Until next week, there are rainbows ahead and together we're unstoppable.